Welcome to Biblegum. I'm your host, Taj. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and thank you for starting your week off with Biblegum. So, three times last week, I was put in a position to give exception to the company's rules. I passionately argued a rule with an exception is only a suggestion, and that a good rule does not require discretion or partial judgment. For example, a calculator should always return the same answer. Typing one wrong digit into your phone does not allow you to speak to the person you want to reach. One word in a contract could mean the difference between rags and riches. And if a computer code is missing something, the program crashes. The response I received was, It's a good thing that God didn't feel that way with the thief on the cross. He bent the rules. It was a little unexpected, but honestly, it's not the first time I've heard that argument when it came to following the rules. Many people believe God bent the rules for that thief, but did he though? We will be exploring that today, but first, I want my Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum. In case you don't know this, according to Matthew 27, Mark 15, and Luke 23, Jesus was crucified between two thieves. Both Matthew 27, verse 44, and Mark 15, verse 32, give account that both thieves mocked Jesus. However, Luke 23 tells us that one of the thieves had a change of heart, and Jesus told him that he would be with him in paradise. Before we turn to Luke 23, consider this. Where I'm living, there is currently a 9 p.m. curfew due to the coronavirus restrictions. If a person lost track of time and started heading home a little late and passes a police officer at 9.05, the police officer says nothing to him. What do you think that person will expect tomorrow night when 9.10 catches him on the road. Knowing this, how would you feel if that same police officer stopped you on your way from work at 9.05? Here's another example. Have you ever worked somewhere where an employee is always late? And if you are that employee, thanks for ruining my analogy. Skip to the next example. <laughs> Otherwise, the boss knows that this employee consistently comes 15 minutes late every single day. On the other hand, you are always on time with the exception of one day when you oversleep. Miraculously, you make it to work, and you're only 20 minutes late. However, as soon as you walk in, you're met by the frown of your boss. Although the other person is late every day, the one time that you're late, it's a problem. In both instances, a rule is broken, but how do you feel about its enforcement? The last example I will give is a judge that is preparing to sentence a man after being found guilty. It is clear and evident that the man has committed some very sick crimes. However, the judge decides to let him go because otherwise he's been a pretty good member of the community. After all, he pays a lot of taxes and he donates to many charities. So despite being guilty of a crime, the judge lets him walk. How do you feel about that one? Speaking of judge, there are over 70 references in the Bible of God being a judge. I'm sure there are more. However, that's what I've found so far. Then, there are at least three verses that says God cannot lie. Numbers 23, Titus 1, and Hebrews 6. And who knows how many verses that expresses the goodness of God. Lastly, Acts 10 and Romans 2 lets us know that God is not a respecter of men. And that's just a fancy way of saying he doesn't play favorites. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. It doesn't matter who you are or when you do it. If you broke the law, you're simply guilty. As I've already mentioned, Matthew and Mark let us know both the thieves on the cross mocked Jesus. But now we'll read the passage in Luke where one of them has a change of heart. Luke 23, starting at verse 39. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, 
saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. The facts to be observed in this passage are, The two men at Jesus' side were found guilty of their crimes. Both mocked Jesus. One had a change of heart and recognized Jesus as Lord. As a result, Jesus said he would be in paradise. Either you accept the Bible and what Jesus says as truth, or you have some decisions to make. Did Jesus lie to the man and he didn't go to paradise? If this is an exception to the rule, does that mean the Bible is misleading us in other passages? Or maybe religious traditions makes it seem like this passage is an exception to the rule. Many times we hear a long laundry list of requirements for a person to reach paradise. Go to church, give money, be baptized, do good things, give to charity, feed the poor, take care of the children, be good to widows, wear a skirt, wear a hat, don't wear earrings, help nice old ladies across the street, be good to animals, be nice to your neighbors, wash dishes clockwise, don't eat carbs. Okay, maybe I was exaggerating with the last two, but depending on which church you ask, you'll hear different requirements as to how to get to paradise. So much so that some people even believe that when Jesus says today you'll be in paradise, he's not referencing heaven or the afterlife. But without arguing all the points in this passage, I want you to consider John three sixteen, When Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is possibly the most famous verse in the entire Bible. And if nothing else from this entire episode, note, Jesus says, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And regardless of how we nitpick on the minor points, the main point of this entire message is that faith in Jesus leads to paradise. So I truly believe that the thief on the cross was not an exception to the rule. He began on the cross as someone who was mocking Jesus, and by the end of their time together, he acknowledged him as Lord. So when Jesus says he will be in paradise, I do not think that is an exception to the rule. However, many people will debate that. Either he fits within the rules, or the Bible contradicts itself and Jesus is clearly lying. There are people out there that have some pretty eccentric beliefs. However, I don't think many people that identify as a Christian would ever say Jesus is a liar. Going back to my original point, a rule with exceptions is only a suggestion. If there is a curfew and a police officer allows me to be a few minutes late on day one, I will continue to be late going forward. And if Millennial Steve is late to work every single day, honestly, I don't want to hear it the one time I'm late. In order to be a good judge, you cannot be partial or play favorites. You must be consistent and apply the rules fairly to everyone. And as a good judge, I truly believe that is exactly what God does. What do you think? Do you think this was a fair application of the rule, or do you think this was an exception to the rule? Hopefully, I've given you something to chew on, and as you're thinking about it, let me know what you think. I've jumped around a lot today, which I don't normally do. However, there was a lot to consider today. You can find additional information at BibleGum.org, or on Twitter and Instagram at BibleGumPodcast. And remember, share your BibleGum with a friend. You can listen and share for free on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast app. Thanks for listening. Until next time, later.